How y'all doing? Welcome to Lock Confessions. So listen, I have a special guest that I'm going to be bringing on. Now, I don't want to reveal anything about her as yet because you guys are going to be blown away. Like she's an amazing woman. I took a dance class with her recently a sexy dance class and um let's just say that i tapped into my femininity even more than usual hi myron so anyway i'm gonna bring on our special guest her name is charmaine sellers and we're just gonna and then we're gonna get right into spilling all the tea um oh my gosh. hey have y'all, did you see my post on my story, guys? Like, I don't know if you answered it, but we definitely are going to talk about that because um, uh, I it was brought to my attention that I guess marriage is supposed to be holy and not happy. Hmm. Hmm. Unfortunately, I think that that is a lie. That is not true. I'd rather be happy if holiness means that it's going to be boring and unhappy. Sorry, God. <laughs> Um, but Charmaine, we're just going to wait for her to join. Hey, thank you for joining, guys. Oh, okay, yeah. So, hey, Yvette. That is my loctician. You see my hair? Almost, almost six months. Almost six months at the end of this month, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, oh, wait, is she going to be? Accept. That's weird. I don't know if I, I think I pressed accept. Charmaine, can you let me know if that worked or not? I'm not sure why it's giving me an issue on my end, or is it just on your side? Je ne sais. Ooh. Hey, thanks, thanks. Um, so, okay, Yvette, before, while I wait for Charmaine, I went to wash my hair today. So let me just, let me just, let me just be honest and confess what I did. Um, for one of my retwists, I used, uh, shea butter and, um, I went to go wash my hair out today with some black soap and it didn't work. Oh no. Send me another request. And we'll see if it will work this time. I don't know why. Send me another request. Um, yeah, I used um, shea butter and, I mean, black soap to wash my hair. And uh, it wasn't good. I don't think it got out all of the the dirt and oils and stuff. So, you know, I'm going to have to come and book with you because I think I messed my hair up. <laughs> he said, no, was that bad? I shouldn't have done that. Hope not. All right, we're going to try it again. Let's see if she'll be able to join. And, right. I mean, I'm going to make it work. Here's the thing. Like, 
although it's messy in here, I still gotta make it work for for the for the camera. Oh, the black soap is a no. I wasn't supposed to use that. Why is it not working for her? Oh wait, she declined. Okay, accept. What is going on? Instagram doesn't want me to be great tonight. Hi, Annie. Instagram does not want to be great. Anyway, back to the topic. Um, did you see in my stories I posted about marriage? They said marriage is supposed to be holy and not happy. Um, I'm not sure who said that was okay or who recommended that or what part in scripture that talks about marriage being happy and I mean holy and not happy but I think that's incorrect because I don't think I mean I was raised in church and I don't see that part in there at all hey you made it what was that like it should never be that difficult oh my god right. Instagram <laughs> did not want me to be great it did not anyway welcome awesome. welcome Charmaine is it Charmaine or Char or the sensual thing. Charmaine is fine. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome, Charmaine, to Lock Confessions Episode 3. I am really happy that we're going to introduce you to the world and to my world. Because when I took my dance class with you and I had the conversation afterwards, I was not expecting to hear what I heard. And I was just like, you know what? I need to bring her on this show so she can just wow everybody else. And um, that's, we're going to get into the topic. But did you hear what I was talking about before about marriage being holy I and not did. happy? Let me see if I can change my lighting because this looks. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Whew. All right. <laughs> Y'all ready? <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm ready. So. I'm ready. Um, if we're, if I am being honest, I would rather it be, uh, holy than happy, but oh, you would there rather is be holy than a happy. common misconception that, uh, holy automatically means unhappy. Um, so that's, that's the issue. Like for, for instance, my husband and I, like, you're a pastor and a first lady so like I mean, it's supposed to be holy you hope so right um mm -hmm. but we are also happy um okay we've been together um it'll be seven years in november and we started dating in 2011 so we've been together for over 10 years married for almost oh, wow. seven. Um, okay and i i don't believe that the two need to be mutually exclusive like you can have holy and happy or like you they are it is absolutely possible to do both because i am living proof that it is possible and i don't think that i am an exception to the rule mm. i think that it is very very possible the the issue for me if i'm mm. completely honest about the situation Ooh. um a lot of times people get married to the wrong person and yes. they're expecting the a marriage to be holy that God did not ordain. Um, they're expecting to be happy in a situation where it's difficult to even understand what it means to actually be holy. 
Um, yeah. When people hear holy, it usually sounds, oh, that's too restrictive and I don't want to do that. But it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, right. And so I, I, I think where that becomes mutually exclusive for people is most of the time they're not picking the right person or they're not going with, with what God has um, showed them. Mm. or not so, taking the time to hear God clearly to yes. know exactly what uh, his will is for our lives. I agree with that. And and you put a different twist on this quote because of the way the quote was written, it just said marriage is supposed to be holy, not happy. Mm -hmm. So it gives the impression right off the bat that they're, they can't have, you can't have both. Like, you can't yeah. be holy and, and happy. Or just because your marriage is holy doesn't mean it's unhappy. It's yes. just, you know, that. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a completely honest about the situation. There are some instances where I'm not happy. Um, mm -hmm. But I choose to be holy instead. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, if, if we're having a disagreement and I'm unhappy about the conflict that we are, like, currently experiencing in that moment... I could, what would make me happy is to cuss them out. But <laughs> that's not holy. So, so there right. are instances where in that instance, I would prefer to be holy than happy. So I think it, it really, it, it feels like a very general, um, it feels like a very general statement, yeah. but it doesn't allow for, for nuance. Um, it's like, cause some, even, even people in church, they go, in the complete opposite direction where you're like miserable. It's like, yeah. well, God wants this. I, I don't know. Like I, like, I don't know. God wants you to just be miserable. Now there will exactly. be some things that he might be asking you to do that mm -hmm. don't make you happy, but it will help you be more holy and be closer to his will and understanding more of who he is and what he wants for your life. But those two don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. Like that, you know, saying saying yeah. whatever I want to say, however I want to say it, would make me happy. But that's not holy. That's not me honoring my husband. That's not me speaking life into him. Yeah. And so, in those instances, yes, I would rather be holy than happy because you say something that makes you happy and makes you feel good in that moment. But then you can't take those words back, and then it does some right. damage to your marriage that you it takes you years to undo. If you in the long run, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And honestly, I'm glad that I had you all because I literally just saw the quote and I was just like, I am so glad that I'm going to have Charmaine on this show because I'm sure that she's going to be able to elaborate and, you know, break it down and just open our eyes to, you know, the fact that, yeah, it can be holy and happy and, and choosing holiness over what will make you happy in that moment, especially if it's something that will hurt the other person is exactly. the better route to take. Um, exactly. so, 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 <laughs> so for, for those that are watching, I just, I just need you to understand who you're talking to. Like, I don't, I don't think they realize who they're speaking to. This woman is not only a first lady. First of all, you carry yourself so well. Um, oh, like I just, I love how you present yourself. Like you just, you ooze like um, grace, confidence, sensuality. Oh, but uh, that's what, hey, 
Holy filtered eyes. Because that was okay. not always the story, so thank God. Filtered listen, eyes. It's been a journey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I said, when I went to your class, I was shocked because number one, I'm walking into your class, I'm like, I'm about to take a sexy dance class. Mm. I'm about to put my get my boots. I bought my boots from a thrift store. I had to run there, go get it, <laughs> come back, and uh, got my sexy shorts on. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And it was so, like, it was very exhilarating, number one, because I haven't danced like that in a long time. I've done something similar to that back in college, right? Um, either in between salsa dancing and, and, and dancing in heels. So I was like, I don't know, because I'm kind of sick. So I don't know if I'll be able to come up off this ground she keeps getting this choreography on the ground but at the end of it i was just like like i made it through i did the choreography i felt great like i felt like i go, go outside and conquer the world so i was like let me go talk to her and when he revealed to me that you're a first lady i was like hold on not a first lady teaching a sensual sexy dance class hold on wait 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 so explain <laughs> to me, how did that even come to be? Because you don't hear about first ladies, you know, you know, wives of pastors or anything doing anything like this. So how did that happen? And how does he feel so, about it? So um, actually, dance has been a, a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, okay. I was a very hyper child, and so my mom got me involved in like cheer and dance team as a kid, and then that evolved into me learning um, when I got to high school, um, ballet and modern, and then going on to college and studying and minoring in dance um, and majoring in psychology. So dance has been a part of my life for but the, the majority of my life. Right. Um, and I have always, I've also always been in church. Like as a kid, I was in the children's choir. I was a junior usher and all, all of the things, right? Everything. Um, all the things that you would, I did the Easter speeches and, and all of that. Um, so dance has always been a part of my life. God has always been a part of my life. And once when I got to, I want to say like high school or maybe undergrad, I had um, a bit of a crisis in terms of, well, what what does dance look like for me now? Like, because mm. I got really serious about uh, about my walk with God. I mean, it right. was always a part of my life, but you know, when you were undergrad, but you got serious, serious. Okay. Doing all the things. Okay. Let's be honest. Just <laughs> call it what it is. You're, yeah. you're, you know, trying to live life, understand what this new thing is called adulthood and mm -hmm. all of that. But I was still in gospel choir and, and all of those things. So um, once I got, like, toward the end of college, I started going to a church that I really felt like, like, literally, it was a mega church. It was like hundreds of people there every Sunday, but I legit felt like the pastor was talking to me and only mm -hmm. me every week. And so okay. I continued to go, I joined, um, got in ministry, met my husband, all of those things. But I was always 
struggling with the idea of what dance means now that I'm getting serious about my walk. Because you hear right. a lot of like zealot, like all the way this way, Christians that are saying like it's demonic and you can't do mm-hmm. it. It's not praise dance and it's not glorifying right. God. And if you're not dancing to God, blocks it. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and it just kept tugging at me. Yeah. And I'm like, and I hear that. But at the same time, these are, I'm not necessarily drawn to that. Like, I, we would do it, I would do it for like, um, you know, Easter and Christmas and things like that. But dance is a part of who I am. And mm-hmm. I, I feel there, there's very few places in my life where I feel closer to God than when mm-hmm. I'm dancing. And so I'm like, I don't know, I don't understand how this can be wrong if I feel closer yeah when when i'm dancing and so Hmm. i really just at that at that point i was like well listen if i'm wrong then god will reveal it to me i'm gonna go do what makes what makes sense to me what feel what makes me feel good what what feels good in my soul yeah a lot of times people say well i'm living my truth or i'm doing what what feels good and it ain't got nothing to do with god let's just Hmm. call it what it is but I genuinely believe that this is what I was supposed to be doing um and I've I've had I got the opportunity to minister with it because minister ministering is really just putting somebody in a better place than when they before they met you before they interacted Mm -hmm. and so like I got to minister through dance I got to do dance with the the teens and the teen ministry at my church I got to and then I opened my dance studio Mm. and seeing like being able to give children a language that to be able to communicate things that they couldn't say verbally things that their parents didn't know about them so like after a showcase parents will say I need to know my kid could do that like this is this is amazing and so I'm like that can't that can't be nothing but God being able to show new aspects of who you are to people that you that have known you your entire life yeah and I still struggle with like so I got into dance I was teaching dance at a different place that opened the studio Mm -hmm. and I really struggled with with the heels but then I realized um I'm also I'm also a licensed counselor and I'm just thinking about how we we were told as women over and over and over again like you need to need to hold yourself you need to make sure you keep it locked down until you until you get married mm-hmm. but then when you get married you're supposed to know how to bust it wide open drop down and get your eagle <laughs> on and all of those things so i'm like make it make sense make how? it make sense how do we how are we supposed to not talk about it laugh think about it not breathe in that direction but then on this side you're, you're supposed to know exactly what it's supposed to look like yeah and yeah. meanwhile sex and it sucks and money are the two main reasons that people get divorced. Exactly. So like, how? And so the, the scripture that I have in mind when I do um, Shine Sassy Heels is, uh, do you wish to get well? Mm. Um, there's, it's, it's the story of this um, man who is paralyzed 
laying in, uh, laying next to the pool of Bethesda. Pool. Mm-hmm. And whenever it stirs, the, the townspeople know that's when you're supposed to get in because whatever you're looking for, whatever blessing you are uh, looking to receive, if you're the first person in, you can you can get it. Yeah. Um, but because he's paralyzed, he can't get to it. So Jesus sees him and he's like, well, what, why can't you do why why can't you do the thing and he's like well this happens and giving the excuses of like well once it gets that i'm not i'm never the first one so i don't have the whatever and he's like Mm. do you wish to get well yeah you're giving me a lot of reasons why it has not worked for you but But do you want to you wish to get well i'm not interested in those reasons i'm not and i'm not even saying that i don't recognize that that is a part of your struggle but what I'm I'm talking to you about, do you wish to not experience this anymore? And so mm-hmm. that, that, I feel like God gave that to me in a sense of healing from like a lot of the toxic church, patriarchal, masculine culture that says, I want you to be chased until mm-hmm. I have my way with you. But once we get here, I want you to know how to do all the things yeah and so i i look at shine sassy hills as a safe place for women to explore their sexuality without fear of being judged without fear of being like looked down on mm-hmm. because there's so many women who either have experienced some sort of trauma and don't want to ex- explore that aspect of them for fear yeah. of the pain that might be dredged up yeah. or not even knowing how to be sexy outside of um, trying to pleasure a partner. Like, mm-hmm. hey, do you know how to just do this for you? Self-acceptance, self-love. So yes, it's about like being sexy and sassy, but it's more so about exploring and understanding who you are as a person before you try to give yourself to somebody else, before you try to tell, before and before society uh, tries yeah. to tell you who you are and what they want you to be, like understanding yeah. who you are as a person yeah. before you have these outside sources um, trying to give you a narrative that might not even be who you are or what yeah. you want for your life. Do you find that um, since opening your dance studio and doing those classes, do you find um, that you get people from the church coming in or have you gotten any pushback from them because of the type of class? Ironically, I have not gotten any pushback. I I was definitely expecting it and I was ready for it because this is not, it was not something I was intending, I am intending to uh, get rid of or not do. Um, And that's part of the reason that I attached a, a scripture to mm. it so that I can, I guess, justify in case somebody came for me sideways, like, how can you, the same ministry, it absolutely is, because every time I have a class, this is ministry, it puts people in a better place, it allows them to just be themselves outside of being somebody's significant other, outside of being somebody's mom, outside of being whatever uh, restrictions or mandates are mm-hmm. on their lives they can yeah. just be yeah for an hour or two talking with other women talking about things that we as women generally experience yeah. how to navigate through that thing so if you're in the middle of it and meet somebody who like oh yeah I've, I've 
I felt that same way last year, but this is how I got, you're, we're establishing sisterhood. We're establishing yeah. growth and healing. And that's why I call it Char and Sassy Heals. And Heals is spelled like healing because mm-hmm. not only is it, are you physically fit, which can heal, you know, physically, physically but yeah. this is like mental and emotional healing as mm-hmm. well because we have the conversations prior to. And then the song that we do, um, represents or as a reflection of whatever topic we were discussing that month. Like, well, yeah. you know, once we did um, being comfortable with um, like tooting your own horn or saying what you are good at, what purpose you have in this world and how you make this world better. And then we dance to uh, Nikki Giovanni ego tripping. So Ooh. like putting it all together, like it's okay to be proud yeah. of yourself. It's okay to say I do this well and I am here to solve this problem. I was put on this earth to solve this problem or to fulfill this purpose. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make you mean or whatever other stereotype um, is is, is labeled yeah. on women who are confident and passionate. Yeah. So do you feel like um, what was your husband's reaction like when you said you wanted to do this, like how did that go? It it went really well. Um, I I love the fact that my husband trusts me. Mm-hmm. Um, he I mean I've been dancing my entire life, so dance was a part of my life before he, he was a part of my life. But he knew that and like he, he understands that. He he knows like dance. If please don't ask me to choose between dance or or anything i don't i don't ever want to have to make that choice because dance is dance is my sanity Mm. and he understands that and and like i I even show him the stuff that i'm working on which i know he gets kicked out of so (laughs) and it's like and that and that's one of the <laughs> and that, and that's one of the know. things that I was very intentional about with Shine Sassy Heels. Like the choreography is meant to, you know, help you get physically fit and feel like in- increase your endurance and breath support. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to instill confidence. So we we're not busting it wide open right. in in the space. It right. is just really exploring femininity, not necessarily right. like losing sex. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like the a, a gateway situation. It's it's really more about building um, a community and understanding who you are and starting to do some self discovery. And if you yeah. decide that I really like this and I want to do some other stuff, mm-hmm. okay, great. I'm a counselor. We I can you know refer yeah. you to somebody. Oh, that's my husband right now. I'll be here for all of that. See, <laughs> husband, that's your husband. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, hey, dial in two one six. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's See, it going? How's it? And I, I really, I really appreciate that he knows how I feel about it, but he is also like understanding of what I'm doing with it. And because mm-hmm. it's not like an overly sexualized thing, it's more, it's more therapeutic than yeah. anything. He is completely su- supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First of all. He's so supportive. He's like, go queen, go. That's my man. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, I, um, 
I'm so I'm really glad that you're here and you're able to like break the stereotype. You know that like first ladies are not just okay. Let's put the hat on and uh, the suit and with the with the fancy buttons and sit at the top of the pulpit and just like not the fancy buttons. <laughs> Glass God, like it's no, no. There's a depth to that. There's a huge responsibility too. Um, but there's a depth. They're just not there to just, you know. Oh, that's past wife. That's it. No, there's so much that comes with that um, role. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's the word. Like, there's so much that comes with that role. To because number one, you have um, women all ages looking up. To you so it's like they're they're looking to you for that example and and any move you make good or bad they're like yeah. first lady you know and and that's why i love what you're doing now too because you're letting them see that hey it is okay for me to tap into who i am um in the right way and in the right yeah. environment because this is created by you so now they're like okay wow she's not just up there as a first lady, like I can go and talk to her now because she's not uppity. She's not like pretending to be holier than thou or anything. No, like you can come and talk to me and I can teach you some choreography. And if you want to study dance even more, then I'm going to teach you. You know, I really, really love that you were creating that environment for them um, because I think it's the sad thing is um, when you're raised in church like you mentioned before, like, you know, you're taught the biggest thing is, hey, don't have sex before you're married. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. um, but then when you're married, like, so <laughs> uh, I didn't get sex education in church. So how am I supposed to, like, how am I supposed to figure this out? And you're just supposed to hey, figure it out and go. And, and unfortunately, our, our experiences, because a lot of people don't you know, end up waiting until they're married. So their experiences end up teaching them. And some of those experiences come with um, a child and, and they don't have that support system anymore and, and they had to learn. And now they're dealing with whatever bitterness that comes with that and trauma. And it's just the cycle of that. And I think you um, doing a class like this is helping to break that cycle you know, and helping to I, open up the floor. That's really the, that's really the main reason that I did it. Um, and I, I really want to, my, my prayer and my hope is to uh, help redefine or at least expand the idea of who a first lady is, what she does or what, um, what she can be. Um, yeah. I, I really struggled with understanding my identity as a first lady. Um, our church is fairly new. We've, um, I mean, my husband and I have been involved in ministry for years, but this role as a first lady, our church has been in existence for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, and so still, at, literally at this point, still trying to figure it out, but being determined to be authentic in yeah. the process. I, I yeah. struggled with it for a while because the, the first lady, like you said, it's, it was very different from who I was and mm. what I what I thought it was supposed to look like. And there were even people that um, at our own church who didn't feel like um, that my husband and I should be married because I was, um, you know, I mouthy and 
very opinionated and wow. and things like that. And so I, there was definitely some church hurt that I had to like work through, go to therapy, cry, pray, and all of those things. Mm. And so for a while, I did think, well, maybe there's some aspect of me that needs to change because I, I don't want to hinder what God is doing in us and what he's called us to do. But at the same time, God was like, no, because mm. the very thing that you're trying to get rid of, all it needs is a little bit of polish because I need that in the kingdom. Like I need you to show up as you. I don't want you to look like them because we yeah. already have them here. Exactly. And and so I'm I'm just grateful that I'm I'm starting to understand I don't have to look like my idea of what it's been or my experience with what it's been because if I wanted that, I would have made you that way. But I need you to look like you so that people understand there's more than one way to do it. There's more than one way to fulfill this role and still be holy and still be Mm -hmm. happy and still, because all of the women in our church, they got big personalities and (laughs) big mouths. And so (laughs) if I was someone else or I pretended to try to portray myself to be some other way, then they wouldn't be able to see themselves and know like, okay, I have a place here. I can be welcome. I can be accepted as I am. Yeah. And, you know, we, we work on it. We grow, we, we grow in the areas that need to, where we need to grow. But at the same time, we, we celebrate who you are right now. We celebrate the great things about you. And then if we see some things that are a little crusty, we help you figure that out too. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't, and to the judgment and things like that, if we if it was supposed to be perfection, I would have been disqualified. Ooh. There's there's no because, and, because but, I know me. I had no if somebody had told me five years ago, Charmaine, you're gonna be a first lady. I'm like, who? <laughs> me? <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, bro. Because I know me. And I no, that probably ain't probably ain't the route. You got the wrong person. But but God is saying absolutely. Um mm-hmm. and, and not because I am again, not because I'm doing anything perfect, but because I believe that God is trying to expand people's ideas of what a first lady is and what it can look like. Yeah. Um, pursuing yeah. who you are meant to be. Because God gave me this vision and this purpose before I became a first lady. So obviously all of it. It's supposed to fit some kind of way and make sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I I love this. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I am ready to receive. Like that's how I feel. Um. So before I even get to these questions, we're gonna play spin the wheel right here. If you see my handy dandy assistant okay. right here, Mrs. Wheel. Uh, before we get to that, though, I do have a question for you because I I went to the dance class and I I got some thick heeled boots, okay, mm-hmm. because I was not about to be wobbling on this floor, and I know that we were recording, so I was not gonna be out here embarrassed. Uh, how do you dance in those heels? All the, like like is there like a special insert that you put in the shoes that dancers put in the, their shoes like uh, how do you do this without like yes. your feet so, hurt like how how some sometimes it hurts um I two two things 
maybe three. I don't know. I'm just saying, whatever. Um, so I, I study a lot of, um, like the great heels choreographers, like, mm. you know, living and working in like LA and New York and things like that. And so learning the best type of shoe to wear, oh, okay. of course, um, you need like regular, just like stilettos is not the best is, is not good for a okay. class. You need a shoe that has ankle support and like straps or laces or something like that that's going to go like if this is my foot these are soles you need something that's going to wrap around this ankle something that's going to go on top of mm. your foot to hold your foot in so that it doesn't okay. you know, shift around um and for for me I also some for the most part I usually wear uh, a sock in oh, my okay. um in whatever shoe and I'm usually only wearing like the same three shoes because I've broken them in. Those are like my go-to. So depending on whatever I'm wearing, I have three pair of shoes yeah. that are my go-tos for a heels class. Um, okay. I actually have um, on my highlights, there's, um, there's a highlight that gives pictures and examples of the best types of shoes I'm about to, to check wear it out. for heels <laughs> classes. Um, for for advanced dancers, for those who are beginners, or if you're recovering from from injury and you're just trying to ease yourself back in, like all of those different types of shoes. Um, mm -hmm. And I usually do that in my story the week of, um, okay. so that people know to go look at that highlight to make sure that they're getting the best uh, type of shoe or that they already know what to wear. Yeah, listen, dance it don't hurt are no joke. So, mm -hmm. and I know that I'm working with a lot of beginners, so I don't want to have you out here doing this stuff and then you break your face and looking at me mm -hmm. talking about trying that and I'm going to sue you. No, thank you. Right. I know like, I so, don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't have no money for that. So. Okay. I don't have insurance for you. Okay. Just for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, we are going to get into... The part of the show uh -oh. where we... Because <laughs> you're, like, really excited about this. And I am. Normally, I am. when I get super excited about something, I'm usually at the studio, and I have been, like, watching YouTube videos. I have this little notebook, and whenever I pull the notebook out, my kids be like, no! <laughs> already know. I'm about to have them doing something crazy. <laughs> no, no, it is not like that. Um, some of the questions are, you know, kind of silly. You know, and some of them are deep, you know. Okay. Um, now, I just, I, I don't know. Depending on whatever it lands on, oh. that's what I'm okay. going to ask. And you're just going to give your honest opinion, you know, okay. on it or not. So, are you ready for me to spin the wheel? All right. Let's Ain't no it. prizes, though, just, just so you know. <laughs> All right. The prize is being with you, doll. Right. All right. Ooh, number 10. Number, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> Part of me is like, why did I have this question on here? I already know the answer to this. Number okay. 10, could you be in a polyamorous relationship? That's a whole hell no. <laughs> Listen. So no, for me, dog. 
<laughs> like same, same. I get that there are people, there are people mm -hmm. who are in, and and there's there's a difference between polygamy and polyamory, right? Yeah, I think, but polygamy is um, an intimate relationship with someone else outside of who you're in yeah. a relationship with whereas polyamory is where you're like gonna be married to this third party third person third party that may sound like banking um but no throuples happening for over me, here no. for me uh i am lord i know who you're blessed with my god i'm not sharing okay i'm not that's sharing. period I'm not sharing the pain. The pain, my virgin, that's it. Ain't nobody in between. Oh, that rhymes. Just wait a minute. Pain, my virgin, no one in between. Oh, my God. No, okay? No, I don't share. I'm very protective. And I don't have time. Because I don't understand how the emotions, like, I feel like in the, like, hypothetical extreme hypothetical right mm -hmm. if i did engage in a in a polyamorous relationship right i'm not i'm mature but i feel like in the beginning i'm like oh yeah you know i can handle you know someone else like me and her get along great but then we get involved and then i see that y'all giggling more than you giggle with me i mean what y'all giggling about like I showed you the same joke, you didn't laugh like that with me. Like I, I don't have my heart can. My heart yeah. don't, like that song from Anderson Park. My heart don't stand a chance. No, I, I'm just not. And for for me, I couldn't, I couldn't manage the soul ties. Like I and there, I know that there are people who don't believe that soul ties are a real thing, mm. and can can have like very like casual consensual sex that is not my jam no, um no. i i wholeheartedly believe that soul ties are a thing when you have sex with someone there it, it's like a, a channel so mm -hmm. there's some of your essence that is deposited in this person and then mm. some of their essence is deposited in yeah. you and so mm -hmm. you be sad and not anything else sadness that's johnny's sadness because there has been an exchange hmm. and so it's 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 a spiritual exchange there's even you know hormones and chemicals that are released in your body when you you know climax an orgasm that mm -hmm. are and once those hormones are released their their job is to create a sense of closeness and connection mm -hmm. so i don't want you connected to nobody okay. but me Right. And you know, and that makes sense because sometimes you could be, let's say if you have a friend and you know they're dating someone, um, guy or girl, you know, they're dating mm -hmm. someone and you know them to be a certain way that they're super happy, they're super excited, energetic. And then they start dating someone, you're like, I don't know, Joe Schmo, he ain't acting right. He's a little different. Something's off. Ever since he started dating her, like, I don't know, he, he seems to be um, a little bit more angry or, you know, whatever it is. And I that that makes sense. I agree. So real quick, um, someone says, uh, or I'm definitely going to let you know where you can get uh, classes from her, but you can also 
let them know now, but we'll repeat it again at the end before we spin this fancy wheel one more time, or maybe two more times. We'll see. But real quick, let them know when's your next class, um, at how, how often, and whatever. For sure. For sure. So um, I want to say that Sharon Sassy Heels is a beginner-friendly class. I know if you it are is. looking at um, <laughs> heels classes uh, on YouTube or things like that, we go very slow. I show you the basics. We stretch, do a full warm-up, and then we, at the, at the end of class, like the last 30 to 45 minutes, we go over very beginner-friendly choreography. Mm -hmm. um, so we do, Sharon Sassy Heels happens about once a month. Our next class, my next class, is going to be Saturday, November 6th, from 5 to 7. I will be there. And I'll be there early, because last Love time it. I went to talk, because I was And you got your shoes now, so you did. Because I got my shoes. <laughs> so, and, it is, um, and the heels class is in um, Cleveland Heights. The address is 1916 Lee Road in Cleveland Heights. So if you have ever been... Um, or you know someone who has been a part of the dance studio in Cleveland Heights, that space is now kind of like a salon loss for dancers. Mm. We, each, each teacher has their own student body, and we just work around each other's schedule. I also teach um, my dance babies out of that space. So if you have dancers um, between, between from uh, preschool to high school, I, we also teach ballet, jazz, tap, and hip-hop for the mm. tiny humans. Oh, so no. if mama want to take a heels class, you can do that. And if your babies want to five, six, seven, eight, then we can do that too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Listen, she got me together. It is beginner friendly. She she's really good. Like just take just take the class with her. Uh -oh, like that's what just, <laughs> just take the class. Like I don't know what, what and the about. and the Eventbrite link is in my bio. So yes. um, I am self care Char, and it's self underscore care underscore Char. Um, so and the Eventbrite link for the heels class is in the. Uh, you want to type it in here? Well, um, if you want to follow her, she's tagged in this video. So if anyone, you can go ahead and just oh, hit the yep. follow button okay. right next to her name, so you can. Fantastic. Um, get so yeah, there. Um, and on that, on in the link in my bio, there is a link to the studio website. There is, and then there's um, the Eventbrite link for the Sharon Sassy Heels. And then because my brand is self care, there's also some self help situations, some links and such yeah. um, that can help you get your situation situated. <laughs> situation situated. Because we're not in situationships. Amen? All right. So <laughs> we're going to spin again. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Oh, number one. Hmm, 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 hmm. Whoa, that's not. Okay. Do you believe that men and women can be platonic friends? Yes. What? Wait, hold on. What was? Um, because I thought about it, and I think initially, um, I might have said no. But I do have, um, I do have male friends that I'm very close with. That it is, and it is strictly platonic. We've done um, a lot of activism work 
together. I'm a part of the Children's Defense Fund consulting team. Ooh, and so we okay. do um, breeding and enrichment programs and we're a national team. So I have like people, we have people from like all over the country. Like I'm from Cleveland. We have people from Mississippi, Minnesota, and all, mm-hmm. all the everywhere. Um, and the, the men that are on that team are, are like my brothers. Like ain't no romantic nothing. Ain't no nothing. I, I love them because they are like my brothers, not for like romantic reasons. Do you feel though that, and this just thought, this thought just came to mind, um, with this question, do you feel women, majority of the times, are the ones that set the tone for it to be that way? Because, uh, let's just be honest. Okay. What I've heard and what I've experienced sometimes is a guy will say, you know, I want to be friends, but you know, like you, you, get, that, you, get, that, you get that feel. Be, and you're mm-hmm. like, no, you're trying to be more than friends yeah but then the minute i say okay this is what it is it's like it automatically goes straight to that there's no Mm -hmm. but if i but i'm sure if i had opened that door they would run through it Mm -hmm. you know so i think maybe it's the woman that set that tone unless you know i'm not saying that men can't there are definitely men out there that can that have Mm -hmm. standards for themselves and self-control and and if they know they want to just be friends with this particular woman they're gonna be friends not saying that all men are like that at all, but I feel like we as women, number one, we have what we have, you know? Mm-hmm. We have what we have. So we <laughs> set that tone. We can say, you know what? No, this is not what it's going to be. So you can we can either be friends or you can leave, you know? Do you think that responsibility kind of falls on us as women for the most? I think, uh, I think for the most part, it does. Like you said, there are a few instances where um, the men may may like set that tone because I know, for instance, my my husband does that. Um, mm-hmm. There, he has like female friends who have been a part of his life for years. I can think of two in particular, mm-hmm. and there's there's never been any like romantic undertone or anything like that and that was something that he like set and from the beginning yeah and and there was there was an understanding um Mm -hmm. i think for the most part then i mean men they're they're visual and so if they see something that they like there there's that degree of let me see if this can be a thing um Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if the if the woman says like no i just want to be i just want this to be a platonic thing then usually that I, I don't know if it like goes away or it's just like put mm. in check like okay well just, just put in the back we'll just be friends yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I we're think... actually <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I are actually watching this like this YouTube video that popped up and um the guy was talking to his um like a, a female friend of his and she was like oh yeah that's just my homie da, da, da. and he was like I guarantee you if you ever presented the opportunity he would check it and she's like, what? I think I saw that video. He was like, and that's cool, but and so like it even and it was a parody, of course, but like he even called he like call him, call him right now. And he was I, like, I, I I'm not even gonna that. be upset. Just tell that. me, like, just be honest. And he's like, if I ever, you know, offer, would you? He was like, absolutely. <laughs> right. 
And 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 I exactly I know exactly I know the video you're talking about. Is it with like this tall guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Now, see, so then platonic friendships, maybe if there's no attraction. Yeah. Um, if there's no attraction on either party's side, yeah. then it's easily um or hmm. Hmm. Depending, depending on the guy sometimes and i've literally had conversation i also work with teenagers so like i'd be all in their business and i'll ask them questions like this like they're like i mean it would be nice if she was cute but i mean she doesn't hmm. necessarily have to be i'm like wow that's, that's so <laughs> then it's that's then, it, then it makes me wonder like if two people are attracted to like you first say you see this guy for the first time he sees you for the first time you're both attracted to each other, but you know, like, they, there's no, you just want to, like, can that platonic friendship occur when you are attracted to, when you, when the, the other person, you find them attracted, attractive, because you're your type. Think, yeah, I, I think so. I think it will be difficult, and there's definitely going to be some um, intentionality that needs to happen with mm -hmm. that, like, you know certain certain times of day where y'all probably shouldn't be together and things like that um especially if one or both of you might also be in a relationship like that mm -hmm. you don't you don't play that game because it's a it's a thin line that, that conversation can go left real quick mm -hmm. on just a sim just a simple look you know and <laughs> Because I've been there. I mean, and, and that, there's actually a scripture like that. It's like, well, God doesn't give you anything without providing a, a, a way of escape. of escape. But you can see the way of escape. And do I take like, it? No, I don't want to go that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> do I run out the fire escape? <laughs> do I go through the door? And it's clear. It's bright. It's, it's, it's there. Um, I've definitely been in um, situations where I know for a fact that I should not be there. I know. And I see the exit sign. And God is like, hey, over here. <laughs> you don't have to be tempted. And I'm like, my self-control. Oh, Lord. My self-control. <laughs> you know, that, that's literally how it is. That the temptation will trip me up. Um, Come on. You better use it. You better okay. use it. Okay. Okay. Oh, beautiful word. I'll preach in a second. Uh, but, you know, I know my self-control is strong enough. I got it. God is, give, God is not. God is giving me strength. You know, he's in me. Then I'm like, mm, my strength was gone. That was C.C. Winans' song. His strength was perfect. When mine was gone, I did not rely on him. And then I fell and I'm back there praying again, like, God, I know I seen the sign. It was clear right. as day. It was bright. It was sunny. And I chose not to. So, yeah. And, a couple and of years, like, a couple of years ago, we, the, our youth pastor, like, at the church that we were at before my husband and I started ours, they actually did a sermon for the teens um, that it was called, How Strong Is Your No? <laughs> and so, and if we're being completely honest, the later in the day, it gets the the weaker that no, that no gets that no is like all cats in the morning like no <laughs> but then around 9 10 11 o'clock it's like 
Like, no, like, it's like, it's like an all caps at eight in the morning. Then it's like, big and little no about like two. And then like eight o'clock, it's like a little N-O. Y'all hear my neighbors? Y'all No. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> and then about like 10 o'clock, it's like the no with the dot, dot, dot. Like, no. That part. And with this looking emoji right here. Right, right, right. right. With this looking emoji. Right. No. <laughs> and God is just up there like, my no. child. <laughs> but listen, I, I, I have one last question, only because I asked this uh, to two of my friends. What type of angry are you? I know my angry. My answer. What do you my mean? angry. So, yeah choose between one or the other are you the slam the cupboards when you're walking around the house because you're mad or are you the washing the dishes quietly oh no we slamming <laughs> slam you go no. i'm making all the noise okay <laughs> she's like you gonna know i'm upset you're taking out your seasoning slam <laughs> taking out the grits slam Listen, I the am, only thing silent is this neck when they get the rolling. The rest of it loud. <laughs> you go no. <laughs> I am the washing the dishes quietly because I don't pay no attention to that. He don't even like washing dishes. He ain't gonna be in the kitchen on that because I I am better now. But when I get to the point where I'm really upset, like something, and a lot of the time it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't no it takes a lot for me to get to that point um mm -hmm. especially in a relationship because i feel like the reason why i got to that point is because i wasn't being heard or as being ignored or as being provoked um whatever it is so at that point i'm like okay so obviously my voice is not important obviously what i'm saying is not important so i'm just gonna shut down and i just and i'm just washing dishes like hmm. that that makes me sound crazy right <laughs> but, but but I wash the dishes quietly, and then you can be talking. And you will not hear anything. I see. I'm like you. You're not gonna get the luxury of my vocal cords on tonight. Okay, you're not gonna hear my voice. <laughs> but I know that's not the best thing. But like I said, like I feel the reason why I got to that point is because I'm trying to communicate. I'm trying to be heard. I'm trying to talk and it's just a brick wall so what's the point you know yeah. what's the point but again like you mentioned in the beginning of when we first got on you know we end up in these relationships that we shouldn't be in anyway so if you're if you're with the right person and i know that um arguments will happen disagreements yeah. all that stuff will happen but i think with the right person which i cannot wait I just want to put that out there one more time, okay? To meet him, <laughs> wherever he at. <laughs> is, is he here? I hope he's here. Is he in the lab? Is it you, husband? You in my lab? I hope you think I'm cute. Anyway, um, so, so, like, I just feel like when you're with that right person, you can have a conversation where you don't feel like you have to walk on eggshells, or you don't have to feel like you have to slam cupboards and wash dishes quietly. 
you know, you can really talk to the person that you're with, you know, like yeah. <laughs> these comments. So I think sick. for me, um, that's how, like, that's how you know. I, it's probably because I'm an artist, so I feel things like very strongly. Um, yes. And mm -hmm. I, I gotta, I gotta get it out. And that's also like my mom was like that. Like she was upset. There was no guessing. I knew exactly how Linda felt. Okay. But then mm -hmm. after she said it and we had our whatever, it was okay. What do you want for dinner? Because right. you get it out. You say what you need to say. You go and watch business. You don't hold it in. Now, when my husband and I were dating and pretty uh, kind of early in our marriage too, that was his go-to. He was definitely like a silent. He wasn't watching this. He hate watching this. But like <laughs> silent. <laughs> but like the silent, and I could tell that something was wrong, and it mm -hmm. had it took some like, come on, bro, get it out. Yeah. And, and I'm also a counselor, so it's like, bro, I I know you. Something is wrong. You're acting different than you normally mm -hmm. do, and you gotta you gotta let it out. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. What what you just said is you knew something was wrong. And you're willing to communicate, you're willing to talk, so you're willing to take the time, yeah. the patience to get it out of him, where, to, where he now feels like he can trust you enough to just be open with you, sure. versus someone that you should not be with, that you can't communicate with. They're just going to be like, all right, yeah, <laughs> fine, you don't want to talk, okay. And then I'm just, then I'll be more upset. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am so glad that I was able to have you on my show. Um, it's such an honor to have you here. And listen, I will be in your class. You said November 6th? November 6th? She's, oh, wait, she's, she said, no, I don't think men ever wash the dishes. Ever. I've only known two that wash the dishes and are okay with washing, like they don't complain. And it shook me, I was like, oh, is he God is it him? Let's because he washing dishes. Like that's so we, not we got a system now to where like if I wash, he will dry. Mm. Um, or if he's cooking, he will wash. So mm. and that that took to time of <laughs> negotiation and <laughs> prayer and not the prayer sir, too. If you don't watch these dishes, you ain't eating. Because <laughs> like, uh, there's a couple times, like, bro, if you don't, well, if you don't, I don't know to show you. You can have plates or something, because I, I don't. Oh, my gosh. She said, mine is Stevie Wonder in the kitchen. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, and I know this this might be controversial, but I am, I am very thankful for the pandemic. Because, like, during this time, we, we watched tons of cooking shows. And so mm. now he, we're trying different things. We're cooking together. Or he cooks okay. stuff that is like, okay, sir, okay. I'll see you out here. Use the tail and so, And Sunday is normally my busiest day at the studio. So Sunday is the day that um, my husband normally cooks. Nice. And then I take care of the rest of the, the week or we go out to yeah. or something like that. But Sunday is usually his day because... I'm at the studio for like all day. Right. So at that point, Negotiations. Like, Negotiations. Well, listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Um, guys, please, Absolutely. you can go ahead and tap 
at the top of um, the IG live. She, you can go ahead and follow her right now if you'd like. Not, not even if you like, you should. I'm telling you, you should. <laughs> okay, go ahead and follow her. I did bring a couple follows during, um, during our talk today. So thanks so much for that, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for following my page. I appreciate y'all. Yes, thank you for joining. And, of course, Locked Confessions is every Sunday night. Now, I don't know if I'm going to have a show on Halloween. I don't know. I don't know. Because I kind of have this idea in my head that I want to do. So we'll see, but there is going to be a show next week, and I'll have a special guest again next week, but we are every Sunday on Instagram Live at 8.30. I'm going to try to figure out a way to get this on YouTube, you know, so a sister can get paid for something, you know, because I ain't doing these shows for nothing. I'm also doing it to show off my locks, lock confessions. You get it? You get it? <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining me. Thank you for those who were active in the comments and for those who've been watching. You are so appreciated. Um, but I will see you next week, Sunday. And just like I always say for Lock Confessions, there is nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. So thank you. Have a great night. Bye. You as well. Thank you. Yeah, same. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yay!